0: Welcome to The Chatter. This is Tom Oglesby with Mark Hager
1: and Colleen Pazmick. And
0: we begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin, Virgin Mary, that, that never was it known that, known that anyone, anyone who fled to thy high protection, implored thy help, or sought thy, or thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, thee, O
2: Virgin of virgin's, virgins, my mother, to Thee, thee who I come, come before, before Thee I, I stand, stand sinful, sinful and, and sorrowful.
1: O, o Mother, Mother of the, the Word, Word Incarnate, incarnate despise, despise not my petitions, and in Thy mercy hear and answer hear and me. Answer me. Amen.
0: Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. This is episode 34. We've been audited. We're not 32. We're 34.
1: We're 34, and I think it's the first one in daylight savings time. I isn't wish it?
0: that would go away.
1: Right. I think everybody wishes it would go away.
0: I wish someone would run at any level. County, city council, governor. I mean, there are some states that unplug. Arizona, Indiana. Right. Can Iowa just get rid of it?
1: You know, I think someone could run for office on that issue alone and win.
0: It's taken untold.
2: I'm, I'm out of sync, and it's...
1: Takes you like a week to get back into line with things. Now you not, know if they not drop. Not
2: me, because I've been up since four o'clock. Oh wait a minute. No, that's I'm sorry. five o'clock. It's five o'clock. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, four it. o'clock. The coffee goes off. Yeah, so yeah, it's been yeah. a good week.
0: You have explosive uh, coffee. Whoa,
2: oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I am ready. Colleen,
0: you had something <laughs> to say on the on the savings time.
1: Yeah, it's gone. Oh. It right. just is gone.
0: Mark's exploding coffee.
1: <laughs> the exploding everywhere. coffee just, really yeah, grabbed I'm just, my imagination yeah. and I just had a visual. Was yeah. it Verena Street? Yes, they have awesome
2: yes, coffee. Yes, it is. Yeah.
0: Yes, and I finally so there's a short story on Verena. there's a long one here, but my somehow we changed credit cards here and it didn't take and whatever on because we have it delivered to the door. Not in the one pound, the five pound Verena. And uh so Saunders says, We're out of coffee. Well that can't be, it's automatic. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, it got fixed. Yeah.
1: So. Oh, and to be out of coffee when this clock oh. change happens? No, Man, not, that's not what we need. Not only did it get fixed, she,
0: uh, <laughs> w- what was her name here? Lovely young woman. I've got her name written down over there. But she says, Tom, it'll be there tomorrow morning. She shipped it out. It'll be here
1: You mean morning. she didn't bring you a cup of coffee right then?
0: Well, she knew I had some stashed
2: away here. Okay, I knew we had right. just enough for... So you didn't
1: uh, have to go for a day yeah. without yeah, anyway. coffee.
2: He had to go out to the Airstream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where it was. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the uh, 30 pounds of flour and sugar and yeah, everything else. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let's yeah.
0: bake some bread. Yeah. 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 we got a big show coming up here. We are uh, on Monday the 14th. We're recording. This will air on... Uh, the Feast of St. Joseph the 19th and the following day. We're looking at adding a third show uh, to the weekend. Uh, Colleen's still trying to decide if it's going to be Friday or if it's going to be Monday here, but uh, we'll, we'll get that out. Listen for that. And thanks to everybody who called up and said, I can't find the 24 pages of Bishop Vigano's Letter. We did find it here. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they listen, and yeah. I said it's going to be on the website, and it yeah. wasn't on the website. So yeah. who was that? Uh, Kim? Kim. Kim. Sorry. Shout
1: out to Kim. Yeah. You're the best.
0: Yeah. So it's, uh, it's on the website now in much larger print, Kim, than my original, which was at four point. I needed uh, reading glasses and a magnifying glass. Both Four of them to uh, get this. It's crazy. But uh, that's So it's bigger now, and Chris has posted it hours ago here, so that's up. Did you read it, Mark?
2: Yep. A lot of it, anyhow. I'm just, you know, it's.
0: I, we may be talking yeah. more about the Ukraine and yeah. Russia in future shows if we can get some of our immigrants on the uh, studio, Colleen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See what's yep. going on. Yep. But back to St. Joseph's, there is a litany of. Events, feast days coming up here. What do you got here, Colleen? Saint okay. Patrick is.
1: Saint Patrick. For well, we're recording on the 14th, so by the time this airs, Saint Patrick will be a memory. If if people don't imbibe too much, it'll just be a memory of corned beef and cabbage, or lamb stew, or mm. whatever else they're going to have on Saint Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Rosaries,
2: parades, parades. Uh, you know, yeah, Dyer'sville doing our parade. They had theirs last. Are Saturday. there any? Yeah.
0: Irish among the Germans in in, uh, St. Patrick Day?
1: Everyone's Irish that day. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that. Okay, and then St. Joseph, two days later, right? Two big ones. I think the Italians are big on St. Joseph, right?
0: uh, Well, yeah, sure are. And um, a huge mass for the solemn high mass at 8 o'clock Saturday morning. Well.
1: Yep, in Platteville. Yeah. Platteville. So Um, Latin mass.
0: Latin mass. And then what other feasts are coming up here? It's a
1: lot. The last half of March, besides Patrick on the 17th, Joseph on the 19th, we got the Annunciation on the 25th, Mm -hmm. one of my favorites.
0: Nine months to the day.
1: Nine months to the day. That's how you can always remember, (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) Start shopping, Mark. Exactly. Uh, Yes, indeed. What else is going on, Colleen?
1: Well, this is not in March, but I know that there's, of course, right after Easter, the Sunday after Easter is oh, Divine yeah. Mercy. We got something going on at Nativity that day? I just
0: got a um, nudge from Monica Daly, who is the the queen of Divine Mercy here. I think that's her title. Uh, so the Sunday after Easter, well, you said that was April 24th?
1: Yep, Easter is the 17th, so the Sunday after is the 24th.
0: So just... Because I always get, we, we promote divine mercy, and I always get some priests that come back and say, well, it's not just at that church, it's at every church. It's a feast day of the church. This is true. But the recollection of Sister or St. Faustina, uh, Kowalska was her Polish name, and the promises of going to confession on that Sunday, uh, and that's what's going on at Nativity, some other parishes, but not at every parish. Do they offer confessions that day, Eucharistic adoration, veneration the veneration of the,
1: the image? Remember the, the veneration,
0: image. and there is a magnificent image at the Church of the Nativity in Dubuque. So we're not slighting any of the other parishes. It is a feast day of the church, but the ceremonies, the prayers. Mm-hmm. That are in the diary of Faustina Mark are. This is going to happen here at. uh, Excuse me, Nativity.
2: If you don't mind, I'm going to take some time just to review what I have read here in this magnificent book by Father Chris Aylar, saying Understanding Divine Mercy. All right, go for it. Do I need my slippers on? No, it talks about what the image represents. In in Go for and, it. and a lot of it is stuff that, you know, we think we know, but we really don't know. Go so for the, it. the Paschal Mystery begins in the upper room on Holy Thursday at the Last Supper, when Christ instituted the priesthood, the Eucharist, and the Mass. How do we see these things represented in the image of the Divine Mercy? First, we see Jesus' attire. He is wearing a robe called an alb, similar to what is worn by the priest and by Pontius Pilate and under those vestments under the vestments for the mass so Jesus is dressed in the linen vestment of the high priest of the of the uh, Jewish temple only the high priest were allowed to wear these vestments mm-hmm. okay and as he came out of the, that temple, okay. The, the, of the, what's he doing? He's raising his hand,
0: mm-hmm.
2: okay, his right hand. So he's leading with his left foot, which is barefoot, mm-hmm. and only. And the priests were never allowed to wear sandals into the holy of holies. Sure. So he is coming out, and he's coming out of the darkness and leading us into the light of Christ. Wow, and. So, again, the, the red and the white coming out of his heart. And, and the, the reason is it's coming out of his heart is because well, they said, well, why isn't it coming out of his rib? The, uh, when they, when they uh, crucified him mm-hmm. on the cross, the, the Roman soldiers knew exactly where to place the sword in between the ribs to penetrate the heart. And that's why the water and the blood and water flowed out from his heart is because they knew exactly where to place that that so that again, a symbol of his um the washing of away of your sins and the blood of Christ is all represented in that that divine mercy image. And it's wow. it's so interesting to read all this stuff, and and I just love this book. It was it was actually it's at the, uh, Nativity in the back of the church.
0: Father Chris Aylar. Yeah, we should do some more of these each week, Mark, as we head up to April twenty uh, fourth. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Yeah, I did not know about the bare feet and the temple and the high priest. I did not know that. It's yeah.
0: sheep country. You don't walk in with your sandals. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I bet but, it doesn't have to do with sheep. I bet it has to do with you're standing on holy ground, taking well, shoes yeah, off.
0: Well yeah, yeah, exactly. that's because it's sheep country.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just just going through this whole thing, it was just absolutely amazing. I mean, you think in and for me, I mean we say this every week at the at the chapel mass after the mass, we the, say the, the divine chapel. mercy. Yeah. And you see this image up there all the time. And we take it for granted. Most of the time, that okay, this is you know, Jesus is raising his hand and going, God bless you guys. Uh, Alar does a remarkable job (laughs) of unpacking that uh, icon. Doing Um, that,
0: yeah. So, for uh, an extra candy bar after Easter, what is the Roman centurion's name who pierced the heart of Christ? Colleen's eyebrows, Uh, Colleen's eyebrows says, I know, I know. yeah, I yeah, do. yeah, yeah. Tell them. You want to take
1: a guess?
2: Go ahead. It's
1: in there. Longinus. The
0: Longinus. Go.
1: And yeah. he became a saint.
0: Yeah. Was he a cleric after his conversion?
1: I don't know if he was a cleric, but you know he pierced the side of Christ, and this truly was the Son of God. And in the movie, the, that, um, the
0: that's a powerful scene.
1: Passion. It's a power, he falls to his knees and he's bathed in the blood and water coming from the sacrifice. That's Longinus. Very powerful. Um,
0: Are you going to watch the movie again? It's time.
1: Every year. Do you watch it every year?
0: I do several times and i got to tell you the first time I put it back in, what year was that? 2000, 2005?
1: 2005.
0: So it's 15, 17 years now. Uh, Every time each year I watch it, the first time i got to walk away i got to come back and restart it and do it again because it is, and and of course it is uh, very realistic as depicted by the visions of Anne Catherine Emmerich.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, I think the story goes when Mel Gibson was talking about, thinking about making a movie on The Passion, he was in a, a library, I don't know if it was at his house or at a real library, and a book fell on his head and it was The Visions of Anne Catherine Emmerich. Oh, geez. I remember that story. I thought, "Wow, yeah. okay."
2: And I'll never forget the first time I ever watched it. Is we were invited by Father Phil Cruzi mm-hmm. to take us to the one of the movie theaters. I, I was there over there. Yeah, it's and gone now. The one oh, by Shopko. Yeah, shop by Shopko. Yeah, and we went over there. And I'll tell you what, all you could hear was sobbing. Oh, oh yeah. It was it was unbelievable. Yeah,
1: we rented the theater. St. Calm right. Kill rented the theater, and then Father Cruzy had intended on getting up afterwards and talking a little bit about the movie. He was so moved. He couldn't even stand up. Yeah. It was powerful.
0: So, 17 years later, it still does that to me.
1: I think it's become a new tradition oh, yeah. for a lot of people watching yeah. that movie every Lent. Yeah, I
2: think so. And the whole point of this whole thing is leading up to Divine Mercy Sunday, just... You have to understand what Jesus is all about. He's all about mercy. But you have to ask for it. Yeah. You have to go for it. You have to go to confession, communion, and then ask for divine mercy on that day.
1: And some people feel like, well, I've done too many things. I've, there's no way that he's going to give me mercy. But he says in the diary of St. Faustina, the greater the sinner, the greater the right to my mercy. Right.
0: And that statement is, uh, needs to be blotted out because that's a sin against the Holy Spirit, that your mm. sin is too great for yeah. the mercy mm-hmm. of Christ. Mm-hmm. Doing that. Yeah. So we've got a lot of moving dates here. Um, we've got the uh, Annunciation.
1: The Annunciation on Divine March 25th. Mercy. And at the same time on March 25th, you, I just see a little postcard here on the desk. There's a Lenten retreat at Nativity with, uh, who's this guy? Guy in a pew? I don't see where, the, where his name is.
0: He does that purposely. Oh. He goes by the guy in the pew. I do have his name here.
1: Well, it says John's powerful conversion story, yeah. but, you know, John, that's all it says. <laughs> Who's John?
0: He, he's purposely uh, anonymous. Uh, so we got that coming up. What's the date again, Colleen? Hit us with that.
1: Friday, March 25th at 7 p.m., and then Saturday again at 9 and 10.30. So three talks, one Friday at 7 Two on Saturday morning. So
0: in the Annunciation on the March 25th. March 25th. Saint Patrick on the 17th. Saint Joseph on the 19th. And Mark, you've got a. Uh, it's back. It hasn't been here. There hasn't been a blue mass in Dubuque in years.
2: Yeah. So we're planning one on. It's going to be May 21st on Saturday at the 4:15 mass at Nativity. So Father Andy's going to do the mass. And uh, we are in the planning sessions of this whole thing. It's actually, which which is interesting. Tell people what
0: a blue mass is. I don't think they know what a blue mass is. A blue
2: mass is for all the fallen, uh, not only policemen, but firemen, anybody that's in uniform, it's for them. And which is interesting was because the Saturday, the 21st, May 21st, is the Armed Forces Day so we're going to invite all the military but uh emts everybody so we're getting we're putting this whole thing together starting kind of tomorrow and uh we i mean we want to be just a wonderful mass to celebrate not only the fallen but anybody that's in service in in service to us now because they are constantly under attack.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so that, even though that's in May, we have a we've mentioned a lot of things that are still happening in Lent. I hope people's Lent. I hope they're really getting deeper, going a little deeper with Scripture, with these missions. I don't know if anybody went over to Father Simon. Listen to Father oh, Simon. Was that beautiful? Oh, so, yeah. he did a great job. So there's lots of opportunities right now, and I'm he sure makes your parish
0: as many. Recantations in in live as he does on the air. He
1: yeah, he's here. a great storyteller.
0: All right, do I have
1: some more time? No, you or, don't. We're okay. up against the break okay. here.
0: You got to do this, but it is. Okay. Well, the airing will be post St. Patrick's Day. We've got the first of many Irish jokes before we go to segment two here.
2: Well, I want to talk about the charisma.
0: We're talking about <laughs> Irish jokes Tom's right now. Mom's
1: got an Irish joke for us.
0: And this, this is perfect, an <laughs> Irish priest driving along a country road when a policeman pulls him over, and the policeman immediately smells alcohol on the priest's breath and notices an empty wine bottle in the car. He says to the priest, have you been drinking? And the priest repl- responds, just water, officer. And the cop says, then why do I smell wine? And the priest looks over at the bottle and says, good Lord, he's done it again. <laughs> You're listening to The Chatter on FM 98.3 KCRD and the KCRD app will be back right after this. Welcome back to The Chatter podcast. Don't forget this is a podcast now. So uh, do that. 98.3 KCRD. We're, We're airing on Sundays and Saturdays. This is episode I just had at 34. 34. And we're recording on the 14th of March here. So we got to do one more here just to keep you in the... Uh, uh,
1: keep the St. Patrick's Day spirit alive. <laughs> yeah. so, How come there aren't any St. Joseph jokes? No, It's no. all St. Patrick jokes.
0: So here we go. The, it's, it's Well,
2: uh, St. Joseph wasn't all squared with everybody. So. Oh, yeah. brother. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that is bad. That is <laughs>
0: bad. <laughs> that is bad. <laughs> Billy stops and talks to Patty in Dublin and asks for the quickest way to cork. And Patty asks him, are you on foot or are you in the car? And Billy says, I'm in the car. And Patty says, well, that's the quickest way.
1: Ask a dumb question. Yes, yes.
0: Humor, humor on the chatter. Did you with try the... these out on
1: Marianne? <laughs> that's what I want to know.
0: Yeah, but you get that woman laughing. It's, it's Well, she's dangerous. still
2: upstairs laughing. Yeah, and that was from last week. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Uh,
0: 40 <laughs> years of laughter
2: here. Or 40 days, yeah. so one or the other.
0: Colleen, what do you got here?
1: Well, so we've all heard about these canceled priests, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had Father Lovell on a couple weeks ago, and most people know Father Parker, and they're canceled for no reason, right? They have not done anything wrong. They're just pulled. They're benched. Right? Yeah. Well, I just saw a story that a bishop now has been
0: canceled.
1: Can you believe it? I thought I didn't think that we were like um like a corporation that had a, you know, regional managers that could be fired. I thought we were a family, so how does the father of a family get canceled?
0: So where's this at? This is.
1: So the guy's name is um, um, Bishop Daniel Fernandez Torres, and he's a bishop in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And. And he and was Francis removed him on March 9th. Um, in August, Bishop Fernandez had defended our human right to object to unsafe COVID injections. Sure, he got pulled for that. There's six other Puerto Rican bishops, and they all said that you have a duty, a moral duty to take the jab. And he said, No, humans have the right to you know, make that decision. Um, so the nuncio to Puerto Rico asked um, Fernandez to resign, and he refused, so he called to the, got called to the Vatican, and Francis um, told him to resign.
0: The nuncio yeah. carried the water from the Vatican.
1: Yep, yep.
0: So this... So go ahead, we,
2: Mark. Before Before we go any further on this story, and I would just like to interject in here... I was I was watching the videos of uh Father James Altman today and Sangreal, S A N G R E A L, his is doing a series with Father Altman and he talked exactly about the kind of stuff that is going on is and there's a whole series of these. That, and they're only fifteen or twenty minutes long, okay. The first one is our role of a family. The the second, the role of a shepherd, mm-hmm. and the other one is the 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 next one is the community of saints, which are the three that are on there right now. So this really just started, but he just talked about this stuff about the role that we are playing in in this whole thing with COVID, and obedience, and the whole thing. And I'll tell you what, it's so interesting to 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 hear his take on this because as we know he was canceled for saying that he, he objected to he, this you know boo. Father Altman yeah. was canceled because of but to now to listen to because last night on Fox News they had a scientist that's on there and and it's right now it's only on only in the lab okay but they said they're doing testing With human livers, and they're showing that the DNA and the RNA thing, that they said, oh, the RNA would just, I guess, eliminate from your body after whatever, is not doing that. The RNA is actually going in to these human livers right now and changing the DNA within their system. So there's further testing coming that the jab is... So diabolical, we don't even know what it's going to do.
1: Well, true, and and there's a lot of stuff out there about that. You know, to me, the bottom line is it's experimental. Therefore, you do not have a duty to take it. And I wish the bishops would kind of stay in their wheelhouse.
0: Well, here's here's the point here, I think, to go on. Colleen, you and I, this past weekend here, I don't know what was... In the maybe it was the uh, solar eclipse with daylight time coming, but we got not a lot, but two or three emails and phone calls coming in here. And the the uh, the theme the 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 text and context of those emails and phone calls, Mark. You don't you haven't heard this yet, but um, what's going on with the bishops, and what 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 can I do? What can I do? So, out of the half dozen or eight phone calls, emails that came in here. So, it was an interesting weekend here. This proves, in my estimation, that the laity is understanding that something is amiss. By the cancellation of this Puerto Rican bishop, it's not only the priests and the deacons who are, it's whack-a-mole. They're keeping their heads low. Bishops, when and I had to say this here to a few gentlemen and ladies this weekend, if you're wondering why bishops aren't speaking out, is because there's only two possibilities. They either believe in the agenda that's going on, or two, they're afraid of getting whacked like Bishop Rod Torres over in Puerto Rico. Just because you've got a mitre and a crozier doesn't protect you from being removed from your office.
1: That's what this story shows us.
0: And and to another extent, a bishop has told me, he'll be uh, quietly not named, but he believes he can be more effective in his diocese by leading his sheep, by not leaving his sheep and speaking out. Against whether it be vaccines or this gentleman too wh- where was the priest who who uh, spoke clearly on the catechetical teachings on homosexuality, and he was cancelled was that in Europe
1: Oh boy, I think it was, but I don't have my I don't have, have that, that one fingertips. here,
0: so he's not the only bishop that has been removed here in the last mm-hmm. ninety days.
1: Mm-hmm. One of the things, though, that bothers me, it seems like it's a mentality of a corporation, you because you don't remove a father from his home, and bishops are our spiritual fathers.
0: Well, we're going to have an article on that. We're going to quote uh, Bishop Athanasius Schneider in the next issue of The Bellowing Ox, which is uh, May and June, Colleen, is that right, so. like May yeah. and June? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you want to get that, and if you're not on the mailing list for the bellowing ox, get on on the website, sign up for the newsletter. But we're going to uh, put something on here. Colleen has touched a nerve talking about the regional managers for the Corporation of the Catholic Church. Schneider speaks to this clearly, as as you well know, Colleen. You've mm-hmm. read mm-hmm. The, uh, the book here, and we're going to take – 500 words or something out of uh, his book. By the way, I think, I need your permission to, uh, I'm giving you the opportunity to agree with me, Colleen. Okay. I think we should get another box of Athanasius's books.
1: It's so good.
0: And if anybody wants, it's Christus Vincent, Christ's victory, Christus Mm -hmm. Vincent. I just left it in the other room here. Uh, if anybody wants a copy of it and you can't afford to get it, let us know. We'll get another box here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this book needs to be read. It's um, He's a very holy man.
1: He is very holy, but he's very readable. Our book club is going through this book right now, and I almost can't put it down. I thought, oh, he's so smart. Oh, he's over in Kazakhstan. I'm probably not going to understand what he's saying. And it is so readable. It You can't put it down.
0: Well, it reads like the chatter. Uh, Diane Montagna, who's our favorite
1: she is. woman
0: here, interviewer, it, it is essentially a book where she has recorded the conversation. She asks a question, and it's, they're not canned questions. I mean, there's, some, there's a, an agenda of questions, but there's an interaction. She'll follow up, go deeper, he'll, he'll do that, and it's tough to put down.
1: It is. It Unless really, it's
0: daylight time.
1: It's, and your coffee's missing. <laughs> but it's very, very engaging. And so if you don't have it, I think that's a great idea. Let's we'll get, get, get a, a box, box of books here,
0: Sorry. and uh, if anybody needs one here. And look for that in the uh, May-June issue of The Bellowing Ox. But this, this is, the, the thing that struck me over the weekend, Colleen, is that the listeners to the station and the uh, podcast and the readers of The Bellowing Ox are engaged Mm. uh, at two levels. They want to do something, and they're confused about what to do,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: which maybe we shouldn't leave people hanging here. I know we got about four or five minutes left here in this Mm -hmm. segment, but Mm -hmm. we're going off script. You're wondering what I told these people to do.
1: I am wondering.
0: Mark, are you ready for this?
2: I'm ready. I am so ready.
0: Mark Hager with us here in the studio. (laughs) And it was six or eight people calling up with the same thing. One... If you are wondering what you're supposed to be doing, you have to understand that that is a signal grace, in my estimation. You're being touched by God, and because you don't have an answer doesn't mean that you're being called. That's a signal grace, in my estimation. Everybody needs to understand that they were made for this time. They were made for this place. God did not accidentally drop the stork and have you born here 30 years ago, I mean, some of the people were calling. I had one guy who was 83 years old. What do I do? You are here purposely. Two, if you don't know what's going on, in my estimation, the best way to do that, and it's not accidental that it's happening during the holy season of Lent,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. we are being called by the Blessed Trinity, God the Father, during the blessed season of Lent. Get to confession. Why? Because you need to be in a state of grace. State of grace gives clarity of conscience. If you're wondering what God wants you to do, you need to wipe the slate clean. And and if I have one more person say, but I haven't killed anybody, Mm -hmm. get rid of the venial sins that are vices that prevent us from virtue, achieving virtue. Also, there are graces with confession that are better than any vaccination. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Graces in confession are a vaccination against vice. Mm
1: -hmm. Very well said. Can I say that again? No.
0: Graces in confession are a vaccination against vice that prevents us from attaining virtue and being in a state of grace. This will help all of our listeners and readers understand what God is calling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Two, three, whatever number I'm on, most everybody is thinking, what should I do for Ukraine? What should I do for Russia? What's going on with the elections? What's I don't know that many of us are going to have statewide or nationwide or worldwide impact. All of us can have an impact in the people we meet each day. At our immediate judgment, we're likely to be asked, what did you do with the souls I sent to you? And you're going to say, who did you send? It's going to be your family, who are the most annoying of all. Isn't that the way it goes?
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Uh, Look at those eyebrows. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, the the woman at the four-way stop, the person serving you uh, coffee, the people in the pew at at Mass. Here's the other thing here that was going on, number four or five, what what number am I on? Half of the people that called said, my family's not going to church. I've gone to church, and most of the parishioners aren't there that were there two years ago. I don't think they're going to go if we don't invite them. And if they don't show up when we invite them, we must drag them back to church. I will pick you up for Mass... 45 minutes before Mass, we're going together. We have that responsibility. In my estimation, we have the responsibility. It's not the priest's fault if the parishioners aren't coming back in here. We have a responsibility to, uh, what do they do at the used car lot? Push, pull, and drag? Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. That's
0: right.
2: <laughs> mask or no mask, we, we got you're a, coming with me. We,
0: we got a lot of clunky yeah clunker uh, catholic's, don't we? Push pull push pull or drag. <laughs> no. Yeah, but he was looking through you at Bill. <laughs> and I mean that in all charity. Yeah. Because yeah. it is true charity. We need true. to get people back to church. We need to get people so confession, back to church, receive holy communion in a state of grace. Three, the other person was saying here, I wish the bishops would consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Conception. So do I. Yeah,
2: pray for that.
0: We don't have control over that. But what was the second thing our Blessed Mother asked to happen, Colleen?
1: Pray the rosary every day.
0: Do we have control over that?
1: Absolutely.
0: Do you think it's happening?
1: Um, By some people, I think. By some.
0: By not enough in my estimation.
1: And that may be true.
0: Because of the eight people I talked to this weekend... One guy said, "Well, I do pray it, but not every day." I said, "How old are you? Are 83? Do you got any time on your hands?" (laughs) (laughs) He got 20 minutes. Well, he laughed just like Colleen did. He says, "Yeah, "Yeah, you made your point, huh?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And Lent is a good time to, you know, take things up a notch. If you're praying the Rosary occasionally, Lent is a great time to get in the habit of praying it.
0: If we're believing any of the readings marked during Lent, the Transfiguration, the Temptation here, soon uh, during Holy Week, and we're going to have the parting of the Red Sea and uh, Pharaoh's chariots and charioteers, if you don't think praying to his blessed mother, or excuse me, praying with his blessed mother to to her son, can change the world, including Ukraine and the rest of the craziness going on here then you're you're not getting it
2: right
1: we have no idea the power in the rosary no idea yeah so it's not like the last thing okay i can't do anything else i guess i'll pray the rosary that's not the case there's more power in the rosary than we ever could imagine
2: Yep, no doubt and I just, Tom, be, before we go on, uh, I just, as we're on this subject... We've got to cut. We're, we're okay.
0: up uh, here, here. We, okay. we only we, have time another, for one more joke. joke. From, yeah, you gave me yeah. the microphone and I <laughs> took it here. Okay, so. gotcha. right. One more joke here before we go to episode three. Uh, uh, so the guy calls up on an advertisement. Is this the Bally Ballycasio Echo? Ask Mick, and, and he says, yes. He says, how much would it be to put an ad in your paper? And she responds, uh, it's five pounds an inch, the woman replies. And he says, why, what are you selling? And he says, a ten-foot ladder, and he slammed on the phone. <laughs> we'll be back after this.
2: <laughs> Christ be with me and within me. Christ behind me and before. Christ beside me and to win. Christ to comfort and restore. Christ beneath me and above me. Christ in quiet and in danger. Christ in hearts of all that love me. Christ in mouth of friend and stranger.
0: We're back. This is The Chatter, live on uh, KCRD. It's Monday the 14th. You'll hear this uh, the weekend of St. Joseph's Feast Day here. And uh, it's on the podcast at kcrd-fm.org. Got another, got to do a couple more Irish jokes before we
2: get uh, (laughs) going in here. So I love this one here.
0: So uh, two Irishmen were uh, working the Public Works Department in Dublin, and one was digging a hole, and, and then the other would follow behind him and fill the hole in. And after a while, the onlookers were, were amazed. They said, why, why do you dig a hole and have your partner follow behind it again? And, he, and the hole digger wiped his brow and sighed and said, well... I suppose it looks odd because we're normally a three-person team, but today the lad who plants the trees called in sick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Those are some I uh-huh. haven't heard, Tom. Good job for Good finding job. some yeah. new yeah. jokes. Yeah. I, was, I was waiting for you to say that the guy that buries the caskets never showed no, up. No, 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 don't go <laughs> oh, there. We can't tell that one <laughs> on here.
0: We can't tell. That <laughs> oh way. boy! Okay. All right, where do we leave off, Mark? Two, you had two, something. With. Two,
2: two quick things that I, w- I would like to bring up is is one when I listen to the, the the podcast, which I absolutely love, because when I'm not here, I do listen to them, and um, so the, the word kerygma came up, and it was just like you kind of blew by it and stuff, and I'm thinking, well, hey, what is it, you know? And it wasn't explained. So anyhow, somebody had written in about it. So what it is, is the kerygma means it's the proclamation of salvation through Jesus Christ. And there's five points to it. Jesus fulfills the word of the prophets. He suffered, died, and was resurrected. He is the Messiah. Jesus calls everyone to repent, and he will come again. And those are the five points. And I thought, boy, I mean, I could have just blew by that, like I'm sure a lot of people do. and You know, just...
0: And we need to be Never. remembered, reminded, don't we? Yeah. yeah,
2: you know, it's just like, what, well, you know, if you don't know it, look it up. This yeah. is
0: a good time to become Catholic. It's Lent.
1: It's <laughs> a great time <laughs> exactly. to become Catholic.
2: Now, the other thing that really dawned on me is, you know, to me, and, you know, I, I played ignorance here. Okay, what did Jesus do for the 40 days after the resurrection? Okay? Because everybody mm-hmm. thinks, well, he just ascended into heaven. Well, he didn't. No, he you didn't. know, he didn't. <laughs> That's the ascension. Forty days later. Yeah. Okay, so what he did was he actually roamed around with the apostles, teaching them all about the Christian faith and what he had intended them to learn during his lifetime, which they didn't get.
0: I think they call that
2: seminary now. I, yeah, I think they do. But until... but. Everybody disbelieved, and in, in really, when you think about it, they disbelieved until he actually resurrected from the dead. And then as he came back, I mean, nobody could, def, you know, like say, well, it wasn't true. That's not him. Well, it was him. And so he walked around with the apostles during those 40 days, teaching them everything that he wanted them to know, and baking fish and,
0: breakfasts.
2: And,
1: he made a lot of breakfast, too. Yes. Yeah.
2: And but the other thing that was to me was really is okay leading up to Lent in in this has been my lifetime okay leading up to you do all these things during Lent and Easter Sunday and it's like all over with okay that's not what we sh- we should be focusing on as much of the forty days after Easter as we do the forty days before Easter. Because this is when Jesus walked the earth with the apostles, teaching them everything he wanted us to know. And to me... You know, the I, church does do
0: that. It's well, called the Easter season, right? Yes. There, yeah. there
1: is an Easter season. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> I didn't get it. I never really got it until I re- actually read this article. So... You know, I'm sorry. Now you know why I've we're always, on the chatter here. I have always told you I'm not very smart, but I can learn. Yeah. It's just slowly. <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> well, that's why we're here. That's why we're all here. We, we need to be reminded, yeah. especially yeah. those who, of us who grew up being Catholic. And I'm not saying we took it for granted, Colleen, but it was.
1: You know, sometimes you hear things as kids, and you don't think about it. But right? yeah. you don't put any effort into thinking about it. It's just what the adults say. So you might have heard it as a kid and it just didn't sink in. Right? My mother also told me to go play on the highway, so
2: Yeah. I've met your mother. Right. So what other what else questions? You got? what's uh, so okay, so he ascended into heaven forty days after Easter. Correct, okay. Pentecost is fifty days after Correct. Easter. So what did you do for those ten days?
0: Well, I think it was a joyous time in heaven.
2: That was it? I mean... Well, think about it here. I mean, did he fast or do anything? John...
0: No, he doesn't. No, he's... (laughs) No, I'm sorry. John 13, 16, 17, God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, and he said, if I do not return to the Father... I mean, think of of the ultimate sacrifice that Christ did on, on the cross in his passion death, but think about the ultimate sacrifice of God the Father, who sent his only begotten son for us measly peasants.
1: Mm. Knowing full well everything that was going to happen to him. Right.
0: What else you got, Mark?
2: Well I just you know it was interesting because as as they go through this other article, the number forty appears a hundred and forty six times in the Bible. Mm. Which is a number that is significant to God. Mm-hmm. You know, for all the different things that happened, you know, and stuff. And you know, I you know to me you know, it's one of those things that, you know.
0: We, we've got a 60-second Catholic minute that we're running on the air on that subject, 40. And it goes down the 40 years in the desert, the 40 days after Pentecost, the 40 uh,
1: days that wandering
0: he, in the desert, mm, uh, the exodus. at
1: the beginning of his ministry, a lot of 40s in there. A lot there. of 40s yeah, in there. Yeah. But the
0: one that just got me, and I knew it, but I never put it in context, Colleen, a woman is pregnant for forty weeks. Mm. Holy cow.
1: Wow. Wow. And we all
0: know that. We but know we that. usually don't have that in the context here.
2: Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, for me is uh, you know, I'm only seventy or gonna be seventy soon and I'm still learning. Never a never lot. too old to you do know? it <laughs> here.
0: We gotta have another Irish joke here. Okay. <laughs> Mrs. Murphy approaches Father O'Grady after mass and says He says to her, Mrs. Murphy, what's bothering you? And she replies, Oh, Father, I have terrible news. My husband passed away last night. And Father O'Grady says, Oh, Mary, that's terrible. Did he have any last requests? And he says, Certainly, Father. He said, Please, Mary, put down that gun.
1: Wow. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh that's Irish. Oh, it's the Irish. man. goodness. Are you Irish? Irish. Is Oglesby, what's Oglesby? Scottish, I hear, it, which explains
0: my love of the water.
1: Oh. <laughs> The Irish like water too, mixed yeah. with a little yeah, whiskey. Yeah, with the, you
2: know, something. Yeah, the green bottle,
0: right? Oh yes. Colleen, you got some stuff over there, don't you?
1: Well, do you I do have some quiz stuff if it's time for the quiz. <laughs>
2: I don't know I, if we it's can. Way eight, that. Yeah, it's yeah. no, it way too early for that. Yeah, eight minutes
0: of quizzing here. No, it's too
2: early for that. All right, then
1: you okay. go on your list.
2: Uh,
0: well, I had one interesting one here. This comes from the Christian Post. It's it's not a Catholic publication, but they have some great stuff in here. The headline is parental. Lack of biblical world view is a spiritual disadvantage for kids. So that's a interesting headline here. But the second paragraph gets into it here. The Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University, led by George Barna, released its American Worldview Inventory of twenty twenty two. It analyzed the worldwide dilemma of American parents, which I think is interesting. Worldwide view of American uh, parents. The report surveyed 600 American parents with their children under the age of 13 and found that slightly more than two-thirds of the parents, which would be 400 in the group, identified as Christian. Yet only 2% of those surveyed subscribed to a biblical worldview as defined by researchers, which was described in the report, from accepting the Bible as a relevant an authoritative guide for life. That just about says everything, doesn't it?
1: That's so interesting, because if if you say, I'm a Christian, but I don't think the Bible's important, that just doesn't make sense.
0: That, Mark, harkens back to the conversations we've had several times in the earlier 33 episodes that Benedict, the 16th, while he was in... uh, Cardinal Ratzinger, identified as one of the great threats to Catholicism is that it would be relegated to the status of a social construct.
1: Mm, he did say that. He did say that.
0: His prophecies come true.
1: It has. I mean, if people don't uh, think that the Bible is important in the life of a Christian, um, then it is just a social a social club. I'll just go to a social justice issue Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's right. Well, the other thing
2: that has been interesting in in some of the context of the talks that I've listened to lately with Father Altman and just others and, and, and here included is I'm not sure exactly where, you know, the history of where the Jesuits and the Catholics kind of separated and got on different pages and stuff and then kind of came back together, but... It, it was, it's was. it been interesting to hear that in context because I'll never forget when our daughter was going to go to St. Louis University mm-hmm. and Monsignor Petty from Dyersville looked at us and said, be careful of the Jesuit priest down there. And that always has stuck in my mind and now it kind of keeps coming up about that separation that took place because they they went one direction, right? And well,
1: it's kind of not fair to single the Jesuits out because a lot of religious orders kind of veered away. But the Jesuit order was found by St. Ignatius of Loyola Correct. as a response to the Protestant revolt. And so they uh, were formed to um, late... 1600 to kind of bring people back right to in response to the uh so many people leaving the faith and their big thing was missionary work so for saint francis xavier the dyers right right, he went to the far east um but you also have other jesuits um that came to south america they were um, missionaries that was their thing the interesting thing i think about jesuits is they take a fourth vow so all religious take vows of chastity, poverty, obedience, right? But the Jesuits take a fourth vow and that is to defend the pope. Mhm. To mm. defend the pope. So um a couple okay. hundred years go by. There's some bad talk about the Jesuits that reaches the ears of the pope and he um kind of cancels the Jesuits for a while, right? The Jesuit order was suppressed.
2: Right. That's right. For yeah, a I've while. Heard, yeah.
1: Yep. And then the misunderstanding was cleared up and the Jesuits continued on um, with those four purposes, the well, four charisms. At some point in, I'm going to guess around the 20th century, maybe 1900, maybe 1940, somewhere around there, the Jesuits started kind of going off the rails. If you can get some writings by the early Jesuits, it's phenomenal. It's they're so intelligent um, they have got great insights. Um, and, and the missionary martyrs, the five um, the North American martyrs. Were
2: know, Jesuits. Yeah. Were right. Jesuits. Right.
1: Um, so, but the Jesuits have gone along with the Franciscans and a lot of the other orders that have, and this is a quote, moved beyond Jesus. So it, it's in a way unfair to single the Jesuits out.
0: Yeah, and, and I guess we should uh, point out that. There are some tremendous Jesuits as a voice. Father Matig, who we air at 4 o'clock Monday him. through Friday, is a Jesuit. Father Spitzer. Oh, I love right, him too. Yeah. Father Is Mitch. a Jesuit. Yeah. Uh, and we went through, who's number three and Father four? Father Mitch Paqua Mitch Paqua Now, you can't say any of these three priests have gone off the rails here. They are solid, as you can get. Who was the fourth? Was there a fourth Jesuit we were speaking about? A mm. Couple of weeks ago, Colleen, I'm oh, drawn a maybe. blank.
1: I'm drawn a blank too.
0: Well, the point here is, is that uh, it's it wouldn't be fair to characterize the entire Jesuit order that way. It it would be accurate to identify some uh, Jesuit trains that have left the station.
2: One being
1: James Martin
2: oh. under Pope Benedict. Okay, so because. That's where the talk came out about the ones that have left the train station. Mm-hmm. Who's who's not saying one word mm-hmm. about them? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it all came out, you mm-hmm. know, from what I've heard. And like I said, I'm not very smart, but when I hear things like that, it, it just kind of perks my ears mm-hmm. and saying, well, what is the truth? And, and who's giving us this truth? Where's it coming from? So the investigation always has to go down to you look at one person and you say Jesus Christ he's the truth he's the love mm-hmm. and so and that's yeah you're
0: talking trying to get out of a question here yeah right I am, so I <laughs> Colleen, you oh, is
1: it that time already <laughs> well, oh I'm glad you uh. reminded me <laughs> all
0: right while you're getting your questions I got another irish okay. joke here dr mahoney co- tells his patients i have some bad news and some worse news mark
2: so,
0: Mark replies, what is it? Oh, dear. The doctor replies, you only have 24 hours to live. And he says, that's terrible. What what could be possibly worse news than that? He says, I've been trying to get a hold of you since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hit, up, let's hit Mark up with some questions. Yeah. That
1: was a good one. Okay, so we talked a little earlier. Um, Tom talked about the importance of going to confession, especially during Lent. But, of course, you're around. So I've got some questions about sin. Okay. is original sin the only kind of sin? No. no. Okay, what are they?
2: Venial sin, mortal sin, original sin, and um, something else. Tom. Sins of omission. Omission. I was going to say that, but I didn't know if that was personal sin.
1: Okay. So what is mortal sin? What are the why? The what three makes it requisites? mortal? Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, grave. Um, Matter. Right. Grave matter. Yes, going into it with full knowledge, and giving into it. Um, mm, Tom, you have
1: to help yeah. me. It needs yeah. to be grave matter. Yeah.
0: You need to know that it is grave Excuse. matter. Yep. Knowledge. And yep. you have to do it with full knowledge and consent of that's
1: the right. will. Yeah, that's right. So it's got to be a serious matter, right? And you have to know it's serious, and you got to freely do it anyway. Yep. Those three conditions for mortal sin. So, what's venial sin?
2: Well, um, obviously, less less. Uh,
0: well, it it uh, yeah. it, it lacks yeah. one of the three requisites composites of mortal sin.
1: That would be a nice answer. Yeah. So either it's not grave matter.
0: And I think this is important to to to, uh, you know, so many people have walked away from the church because they are committing another sin. They think that that they cannot be um, saved or their sin is too great to be forgiven, which is a sin against the Holy Spirit, which is another whole item here. But God can love you. And he knows about you. And, and you may not have known at the time what you were doing or how to do it, but you did it and you need to get there. And speaking of sins here, Colleen, look at the clock.
1: I know. I see we've got under a minute.
2: Ask a tough one.
0: Oh, time's up.
2: <laughs> Did you notice he was ever so chatty
0: this week here, knowing that? Uh...
2: Well, after Aaron, you know, he, you know, I mean. Oh, don't, now, now he's picking on Aaron. <laughs> uh,
1: All right, well, one last question then, because we also it. mentioned yeah. the Annunciation was happening. And the Annunciation we talked about is nine months before Christmas, right? So the angel Gabriel comes, asks Mary to be the mother of Jesus. So here we go, a question about Jesus. How many natures does Jesus have? That's easy. No,
0: two. Two.
1: What are they, Tom? Two. He
0: Three. is fully human and fully, fully divine. divine. He's not half human and half half uh, uh divine. He is fully human, fully divine in the one person of Christ.
1: Oh, that was my next question. So then is he two persons? But you just answered it. No.
0: We gotta get out of here. Rob's gonna be uh doing it uh we've had way too much fun today. On <laughs> we did Saint have fun. Patrick Those Day. are good jokes. Yeah. Yeah. In the name of the For Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory be to, to the, the Father, Father, and to the, the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: Spirit. As, As it was, was in the, the beginning, is now, now, and ever shall be, be world, world without, without end. end.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: We've overstayed our welcome. This is The Chatter on FM 98.3 KCRD. We'll see you next week.
2: God bless you. Bye now.
1: You always say love you,
0: Oh, I love you. I love you. <laughs>